Hey guys, former WWE superstar Hardstyle here. Make sure you're tuning in to Aaron and Tom and the incredible Hot Tag Hooligans podcast. I know I will be. Take care. everybody to the Hot Tag Hooligans Wrestling Podcast Show. My name is Aaron. Joining with me tonight, as always, is Tom. Today, we have a very special guest. It's Miss Ariella Nix. How's it going? Good. How are you guys doing? Pretty well. So, I'm just going to jump right to it. Um, I saw earlier today on Twitter uh, a little, and I've been seeing it with a lot of independent wrestlers uh, over the last few weeks. There is a big group the majority of you guys are not having your opportunities to wrestle due to restrictions. Now, where exactly are you? And is your restrictions solely based upon the state that you are in right now? Is that why your companies aren't running? Um, yeah, I'm based in New York city. So New York, you know, New York is very strict to begin with. So, um, I know it's like there's a lot going on and, you know, a lot of restrictions, like you said. So I know a lot of my local promotions aren't coming back yet. So, yeah, you know, so I miss it and stuff. <laughs> so about seven months, you said. Yeah, t today exactly was my last March 14th. I defended my Western Mass Championship and successfully, of course. So um that was my last match and then that's when like covid really everything started going downhill and like some shows have come back but you know i've been a little skeptical and you know wanted things to get better before i really start but getting that itch it's time i'm like it's like you said seven months i'm like it's been a little much i'm ready to get back in the ring now so now has everyone around you and yourself been able to stay healthy during this time yeah, fortunately, you know, my close family, you know, we've all been healthy. I have had some friends that have passed from COVID, unfortunately, but at least my close family, like I said, everybody's been healthy, thank God. So with uh, New York being as strict as it is, have you uh, thought about or have you been wanting to maybe branch out and, you know, try to take some bookings elsewhere? I'm just taking it kind of slow. Like, I mean, I do, I'm lucky enough that I, before COVID, I was wrestling up and down the East Coast. So some places are coming back. So it's not, I'm not trying to just stay in New York. I, my goal from the beginning was always just to get as many places as possible. You know, I just kind of wanted to take it slow just because I want to make sure the promotions that are running are doing, you know, making sure protecting everybody as much as possible, not just having a bunch of people and nobody's getting tested, things like that. So it was just my own skepticism, you know, wanting to take it slow coming back in. Now, you are a lot like my sister. You fell in love with the Rockers. Uh, you know, when she fell in love growing up watching wrestling, it, they were actually the Midnight Rockers, and they were in AWA wrestling with Jerry Lawler in the mm -hmm. USWA. But you fell in love with the Rockers and Shawn mm -hmm. Michaels. Uh, tell us a little <laughs> bit about you growing up and your love for wrestling and how you fully got into it. Um, I grew up watching it like when I was four or five years old, my dad is like a big wrestling fan. So I would sit and watch with him and then seeing Shawn Michaels for the first time, I was like, I love him. Like, you know, five, like, yeah, I like that guy. <laughs> so like seeing him wrestle was really what got me hooked into it. Now you mentioned growing up, watching it with your dad, were you able to attend a lot of shows growing up? 
Yeah. Um, when I was maybe from like 10 to 15, it was a lot of shows like they were, used to run in the garden all the time. So like going to MSG, getting to see all the house shows and stuff like that. I went to a couple of pay-per-views and things like that too. So for a while I was like, we were going like, almost, like not every month, but definitely a few times a year. So I was really lucky and getting to see it live is just such a like experience. Like it doesn't do it just on TV. You know what I mean? So getting to go all the time really made me fall in love with it. Talk about the garden real quick. I got a buddy who lives up in New York now. Uh, he's originally from Kentucky, but he moved up to New York. And one of the things on his bucket list was to make sure he went to a show at the garden. Cause you know, as you're a wrestling fan, that's what you hear. This is the Mecca of sports entertainment to come watch yes. it. And he, and he was just like, man, I got in the garden. It was kind of, it's kind of junky a little bit. It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of run down. I mean, it's so. not a fancy, you know, it's, I mean, it's just, it, you know, it has like the nostalgia of all sports, not just wrestling. And, you know, I mean, it's not the biggest place. I mean, it's, I don't think, I wouldn't say it's junky, but, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, for me, it's like home. I always call it home just because that's where I grew up, you know, watching all sports. So. Now you talked about your dad is the one who kind of got you into uh, watching wrestling as a fan. So when you decided to make that jump to say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be a wrestler, how was that with him? Was he like super supportive or was he like, uh, I don't know? Yeah, no, he was excited. My mom was the one that was kind of like worried, but he's like my super fan. He has like all my t-shirts. Like I'm vis actually visiting, I'm here in Florida visiting him now. And like, he picked me up at the airport wearing an Ariella Nick shirt. He's so proud. He's been wearing them like all week that I've been here and stuff. So he's the one that's super excited. My mom's growing into it more and you know, she does have my shirt too. So I won't say she doesn't wear it, but <laughs> he was the one that was like really excited about it. So what was your backup plan if you couldn't become a professional wrestler growing up? Um, I mean, I started wrestling late, actually. Um, I, my daytime job, I work as a producer at a TV station locally here in New York. So, you know, I've always wanted, like, I actually studied TV because I always wanted to be a producer for WWE. And then later in life, I'm like, oh, no, I want to wrestle now. <laughs> so it wasn't like a childhood dream. I always loved wrestling, but I never wanted to actually be one until later on. So my main goal, I guess, or like you said, um, backup plan was being in TV, which I'm doing as well. So what clicked for you? What? Go ahead, Tom. What? What? Sorry. What? What clicked for you? What? What made you make that decision that you just had to get into the business and actually wrestle? Um, honestly, it was actually going like branching out, going to like independent shows in the area because I really grew up. I only mostly watched WWE, a little bit of WCW, but I didn't wasn't like I didn't watch a lot of other wrestling. So maybe like 10 years ago, like starting to like get into independent wrestling, watching different promotions outside of WWE and seeing the shows live. I'm like, yeah, that itch was starting then. <laughs> and you were trained by one of the most underrated wrestlers, uh, perhaps of this generation, and that's the Mason Red. So talk to us a little bit about that. Um, you know, it is funny, like when I, um, I actually met Red through Jay Lethal and, you know, I always, you know, you, everybody knows who Red is, but because I didn't watch independent wrestling, I didn't watch TNA as much. I didn't get to appreciate Red as many as like, you know, many people do. And then getting to train with him and really getting to learn his history. I'm like, oh, like, you know, I, I appreciate him a lot more now. And even though I'm not with Hog anymore, like him and I are still close. We talk all the time and, um, oh, you know, grateful for everything he's taught me. And, you know, he could, he would help me in anything if I needed it. 
do you feel like uh, it was a, almost a blessing to not know all of that when you were actually training with him? Because I know some people came in and they felt like extra nervous because it's like, oh my God, it's Amazing Red. And, you know, like they were like starstruck by him. And he, I mean, not that I didn't know who he was. And, but it was, I guess for me, it was just kind of like, okay, I know him, but I don't know him as much. And then really, like, like I said, getting to know more of his history after training with him, I'm like, well, yeah, like he is really one of the best in the world. <laughs> now, you didn't play a lot of sports growing up. Um, you were involved in a little bit of cheerleading. Is that correct? But yeah, I did cheerlead like seventh and eighth grade for a so little. You weren't really the big athletic type uh, to <laughs> play the team sports. So tell me about the training aspect of it, though. Uh, were you physically in shape the way that you felt like you, that you needed to to start your career? And if so, how did you present your charismatic type character? Um, no, I wouldn't say I was like um, athletic enough. It's, you know, wrestling is super hard. Like a lot of the great wrestlers, they make it look so easy. I mean, I was always like, you know, into sport. I didn't really play on a team, but, you know, I've always tried to like be in the gym or things like that. So, you know, I thought, I was like, okay, maybe I'm a little bit in shape. And then when that first day of training, I was like, okay, no, I'm not. <laughs> but um, so, you know, it was just hard getting used to it. And even now I'm like, I still feel like I'm not in good enough shape and definitely can continue needs you know to grow and trying to build more of an athletic build um and you know so it was just getting used to it was so hard and like the first day I couldn't even get like the rolls and you learn how to bump and you learn the basic stuff and I just struggled with it all so it's definitely not as easy as some people make it look <laughs> so when you work on uh not only training in the in the ring and at the gym uh, when you work on developing your character to where it is today and what, you know, you ultimately are, how has that process been for you? And is it fun or is it challenging? How, how is that? It's a little bit of both. Um, you know, um, most of the time I play a heel, usually, very, you know, very bitchy, egotistical. And I kind of came up with that because it's fun. <laughs> Ironically, people that don't know me have always said that, like, oh, I thought you were like, mean and you know when they don't know me and it's like oh you give off a certain vibe but then when they talk to me it's like oh you're mad cool <laughs> so I kind of built my character off how people perceive me when they don't know me and I feel like it works because like I just walk out and people like mm, hate her already <laughs> you know so that's kind of where it started and now it's just you know trying to develop that more especially like you know wanting to come back soon and just you know want to be like a stronger character and you know, just something that, you know, working on things to make me stand out, because how many, you know, there's a lot of characters that are egotistical and bitchy and stuff like that, so I'm trying to, like, work on that now to bring that to the next level. Your career is very crazy so far. When you look at the talent that you have wrestled, if you were to look at the women who have kind of made an impact on the major brands in 2020, the Chris Statlanders, uh, the Diana Peraza's. You've already wrestled those talents. Is there yeah, anybody that you have wrestled in your career where you just felt, I am way in over my head right now in this type of match? I feel like all of them. <laughs> you know, I'm very like critical of myself. Diana Peraza was my very first opponent. Um, I mean, she wasn't as big of the name as she is now, but she was still really good and she was still like starting to blow up then. So I already even felt it the very first time. And then my very second match, I was in a mixed tag against Kimberly. 
and you see she's all over the place too so even I was super nervous to like work with her because I knew how good she was and I feel that with everybody like you mentioned Chris Statlander we've you know we've trained together and you see how good she is and I felt the same like so nervous I told her that I'm like I'm so nervous to work she's such a sweetheart but I feel that way with everybody because you know I just I think everybody's so good so I'm like oh (laughs) so what do you feel like that you're actually missing then If, if you're very hard on yourself what do you feel like that you as a performer are missing right now? Um, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Um, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that. Like, I feel like something's missing, but I don't know exactly how to put it together. And, you know, especially now, I feel like everything's going to be missing just because, you know, like I've haven't wrestled in so long, you know, I've been, you know, getting back into training now finally and stuff too. And, you know, once I'm back from vacation, definitely being training more, but so just, you know, really just building that, like the overall like package and the confidence and things like that. So it's just, you know, things that take time. And now, like I said, I'm very hard on myself too. So. I think one thing that would help um, a lot of the talent out there is just more exposure. And that's like one of the reasons why we are doing these uh, is to, you know, get people's name out there for some reason for such a huge fan base as professional wrestling, it's almost like these people want it to be a secret and it's hard to get people's names out there. And I'm constantly discovering new talent all the time. And I'm like, where, where did this person come from? They've been wrestling for eight years and I've never seen them wrestle. And I watch wrestling all the time. So I think that the more we can kind of, create a wrestling community that will promote talent and not try to hold people down. I think that's going to be something that can help you guys get to the level that, that you are talented enough to be at is just getting some eyes on the product. So. I agree. And I like, you know, things like this, like podcasts, and I think social media has really helped a lot too. Cause you know, one person could share a person's post, a video, a tweet or something like that. And like you said, you might see somebody, Oh, I've never seen that person. Oh, I like them now. And, you know, so I think, you know, like, I thank you guys for having stuff like this to try to help us get out there. And, you know, I'm grateful for anybody that ever shares a post of mine or anything of the sort. Looking at your career right now, uh, you've, of course, had this long layoff. But when the, when everything starts getting back to normal, and hopefully this is, hopefully it's right after the election. Yeah. <laughs> everything, gets, everything gets opened back up. Um, where is your mindset? I know it's very mentally challenging, but are you okay with just going back and doing the local shows and for the promotions up and down the East Coast, or are you ready to take this next chapter, whether it be AEW, an NXT tryout, an Impact tryout? Um, I'm really just looking to like expand, not necessarily looking for a contract per se. I mean, if you know, an opportunity came, I would definitely take it. But, you know, I just, I really want to get myself out there, you know, wrestle the West Coast, down in like Texas area, Chicago, like Midwest. I just want to expand it like as much as possible. I love the East Coast and I, you know, love wrestling here, but I definitely like the main goal is just to really get myself out there to new places, new people, and just as many places as I can get. So who are some people out there right now that you're kind of watching and keep an eye on that you want to work Oh, there's so many. Um, I always say Jordan Grace first, just because I was supposed to wrestle her about two years ago and then the show got canceled. So 
that broke my heart and never got the, you know, it's never been booked since. I'm hoping at some point I'll get the chance to share with her. Um, another one I've seen is blowing up right now is Kylie Ray. Like she's so good. Would love the chance to wrestle her at some point. There's so, like, there's so many women, there's so many men too. I love, you know, I love intergender wrestling. Some people are against it and, you know, I understand both sides, but like, there's so many men that I would love to wrestle too. I could go on all day, just boom, boom, boom. <laughs> give me everybody. <laughs> well, give me the top two men. Who are the top two men you would wrestle? Um, well, my ultimate dream opponent is Daniel Bryan, but that's, you know, that's WWE. That's not going to happen. So, um, yeah, right. Maybe one day we'll see. Um, I always talk about Effie. I had a triple threat with him. I would love a singles with him one day. Um, I'm trying to think who else. There's so many. I don't like, you know, of course I say like, I want to name everybody and now I'm blanking. Of course, I don't <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's so many talented guys and women out there. Like it would just be a blessing to wrestle as many of them as I can. If you had to look at your career so far, what is the one match that you would tell someone who may not have seen your career or ever seen you wrestle? What is the one match to you that stands out for you in your career that you can say, hey, if you want to watch me wrestle the very best I've ever wrestled, this is the match? Probably my matches with Chris Statlander. I feel like she brought like the best out of me and you know, getting to work with her and stuff, like, she's amazing, and I, like, I'm so happy that she got signed, and so I would say her, like, she's the person, like, to my mind, so definitely her. Go ahead, Tom. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, um, thinking about the different people that, that you would like to work, um, is there... Is there an ultimate place that you would like to end up? Um, like some people dream that my ultimate goal is I've got to be at WrestleMania. And then there's other people that are like, I want to be the biggest name on the independent scene there ever was. What do you look at like your, when you want to look back on it after your career is over, what is the biggest goals that you have? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, like I had like the dream of like wanting to be at WrestleMania and stuff like that. And, you know, not that that's not still a goal or a dream of mine. Um, I really just want to wrestle as many places. Like there's so many good independent promotions. I would love to wrestle overseas. Like that's one of like the big major goals, like somewhere in the UK, stuff like that. Maybe Japan one day too. Um, you know, I don't have like a specific place that's like ultimate goal right now. It's just as many as I can get to. Now, there are promotions that are strictly all women, uh, mm -hmm. such as, you know, Stardom's one of them that comes to mind. And, you know, over the past weekend, Shimmer was mm -hmm. back at the collective. Are those promotions, too, that you would be okay with? Just Oh, definitely. Yes. All women's promotion? Yeah, for sure. Um, Shimmer would definitely be, like, one of the top of my list. Um, and Stardom, too. Like, Stardom is just so great. Like, you know, hopefully I'm good enough one day to get there. But um, yeah, definitely both places I would love to be at at some point. One thing about independent wrestling that I've kind of noticed over, to, and I may catch a lot of flack for this. Sometimes it can be a little bit of a high school. So-and-so uh, -and -so gets booked because they're friends with so-and-so. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that sometimes as a performer where you're looking at a show and you're like, why didn't I get asked to be on this show? Like, I really could have been on this show. And then when you see certain names get added to the show, you're like, oh, 
Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think we've all go through that. And like, you know, like, I guess like for me, like I don't see it more as like other people knowing people. I guess for me, I'm like, I didn't get booked. Oh, I guess I suck or they don't like me or something like that. So, you know, it's just more kind of me type of thing, like putting, not putting myself down, but just kind of, oh, you got to get better. So that way they want you to, but you're right though. It's, you know, it can be very high school and politics and stuff like that. So that is one of the downfalls of wrestling, but you know, that's, I think any business, unfortunately. Well, before we let you go, uh, with a couple of guests, I like to do a little bit of rapid fire. Okay. <laughs> so just the first things that come to your mind, nothing's going to be too personal. So you mm -hmm. can, you can kind of put that relaxation back on your face a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Your favorite movie of all time is what? Rush Hour. <laughs> I know it's so random, but I love it. And that was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> hey, that's, that's a pretty good movie, actually. I, I keep hearing that you're going to make another Rush Hour coming up. So hopefully, hopefully, they, right? hopefully they keep Chris Tucker back. So favorite song of all time is what? First thing that came to mind was um, Rabbit Rum by Eminem. It's one of my favorite. Like, he just goes and just, like, freestyles on it. It's from the 8 Mile movie. If you're sitting down on a Saturday night and you're watching any wrestling match, what is your favorite wrestling match? Shawn Michaels-Bret Hart Iron Man match. Ooh, see, that's that's a tough one for me. I, I You know, when I look at the Iron Man matches, and, of course, you know, we've had this discussion with Luke Fisto yesterday because I'm a big Bret guy. It's not that I don't like Shawn. I love mm -hmm. Shawn. But I just like to bread a little bit more. The thing mm -hmm. with the Iron Man matches, I always feel like you know they're going sixty minutes. Yeah. You you know that you could sit here and take a break and go do whatever because you still got mm -hmm. time to catch up with whatever. Have, do you feel that way when you watch Iron Man matches a lot? Um, it depends. I mean, you know, depending on the talent, they know how to work the match where you don't feel that way. And, you know, I think like Sean and Brett, for the most part, they, they didn't make me feel that way. You know, like you said, you know, I mean, I wanted 60 minutes no matter what. So, you know, you always have like that minute or two where they're going to, you know, try to slow it down and stuff like that. But, you know, with the right talent, they make it work where you don't want to miss a minute, even though, you know, it's going to be like a slowdown at this point or something like that. The best women's wrestler in the world today is who? Charlotte. Got you on that one too. I, I mean, she to me, she's just a transcender in, in, in a way. And I don't think a lot of people look at her like that. She's still got so much more to offer. I can see the WWE letting her be the one who does the intergender. Uh, yeah. I think if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be her. If you could wrestle one person in the main event at WrestleMania next year, who is it? Daniel Bryan. <laughs> She loves her some Daniel Bryan. I love I'm all some. about that match. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Now, do you win or are you okay jobbing? Oh, I'm jobbing. I don't deserve to win, no. <laughs> no, he goes over for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'd have you win. Nah, I don't deserve You got to have that confidence in yourself. Yeah, no, it'll be a good match. It'll be close. I'll make you think I'm going to win it, then I'll lose. <laughs> you can always cheat to win. True. Yeah. There you go. Count if you don't get caught. <laughs> well, before we let you go, where can people find you at? Um, I have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Ariella Nix, my name. Very simple. Yeah, some some, some talent ha have the weirdest handles. 
And yeah. I was like, who is that? And then, <laughs> yeah, and sometimes when I'm emailing talent back and forth, like I'll email their wrestling name and then I'll get an email back from their shoot name. And I'm like, who is this person that told me? <laughs> I have to go back and look and find out who it is. So yeah, just, I try to keep it simple, make it easy to find me. And that way nobody gets confused. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for actually joining us tonight. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. Hopefully very soon, uh, everything will start picking back up for you. Uh, yes. and if you're a w all women's promotion right now, who's looking for a talent, by all means, give us girl right here a call. Uh, thank you. Maybe we can email a few people for you in the next day. Oh, I appreciate that. Any, you know, I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you for having me on here. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. And everybody have a good night. Thank <laughs> you.